Welcome to the Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Bicycle Podcast, where we ride you on our handlebars through the very best and sometimes the worst parts of pop culture media. I am your host, Jake, and with me, once again, Luke. Hey, guys. All right, today we have uh, we have we have some news. Yeah, some things. We got some things. Happenings. We have Warner Brothers Discovery News, a Spirit Halloween movie. What? Uh, Wonder Twins movie. What? And more. Just dive right into it. Uh, Variety oh. is reporting that Warner Brothers Discovery is exploring an overhaul of DC Entertainment. This was quite the the article. So, who is that? Discovery. Yeah, Discovery bought out Warner Brothers really? for forty two billion dollars. I think. Oof. Yeah. All right. Apparently. Discovery at $42 billion. I, I didn't think Discovery was still relevant, but okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd think that Warner Brothers would be the ones buying yeah, Discovery. Exactly. but um, This is an, an exclusive. Uh, the new owners of all things Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are exploring an overhaul of DC Entertainment. Multiple sources close to the situation told Variety. It's been less than a week. Oh, $43 billion. Sorry. Oh. Uh, it's been less than a week since Discovery closed its $43 billion deal for Warner Media, joining one of the largest producers of reality programming with one of the most venerable uh, entertainment brands under the new moniker of Warner Brothers Discovery. David Z- Zaslav, Zaslav, the CEO of the, of the combined companies and top leadership, have been toying with the idea of turning DC into its own solidified content vertical. The sources said the move would potentially affect DC feature film development and the Warner Brothers Pictures Group streaming at Warner Brothers Television and the creative arm within DC proper, all in an effort to have the disparate elements more closely aligned in order to maximize the value of the superhero stable, often seen as punching up against Marvel. Yeah. Uh, before the merger closed, Zaslav vetted candidates with experience in creating and nurturing blockbuster intellectual property with a goal of potentially finding someone to serve as a creative and tr- strategic czar, uh, similar to what Marvel has in Kevin Feige. One of those candidates included Emma Watts, a former top film executive at 20th Century Studios in Paramount, Paramount but it does not appear that Watts will take the job. One insider suggested that Zaslav... Uh, was less interested in finding a creative guru and more eager to hire someone who had the type of business background needed to keep all of the different factions at DC working more harm, harmoniously. <laughs> so, I, I was just looking up because you go on uh, like Disney Plus and there's a bunch of Discovery Channel stuff there. At least a few things. Discovery or National Geographic? Oh, maybe Geographic. I'm thinking Nat Geo. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, doesn't Disney own... Discovery, and if now Discovery owns or merges with Warner Brothers, does that mean that Disney now owns Warner Brothers? Does that mean that Disney could potentially make DC films? And it blew my mind for a second, but now it was all all for naught. All for naught. Good for fucking Discovery, being able just to buy out. Well, hopefully they don't fucking put all their shit content on HBO Max. Yeah, that's true. Uh, insiders say that Zaslav believes that the success of the merger, one that has left the company highly leveraged, will rest in no small part on unlocking 
the full potential of the DC Comics Universe characters. Discovery insiders believe that although DC has achieved cinematic success with recent films such as Aquaman and the Batman, it, it lacks a coherent creative and brand strategy. True. Uh, I think it lacks any fucking brand strategy. Yeah, it's strongly apparent. Discovery believes that several top-shelf characters, such as Superman, have been left to languish Thank you. and need to be revitalized. Hell yeah. They also believe that projects like Todd Phillips' Joker are a shining example of how second-build characters from the DC library can and should be exploited. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is another example. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they were talking about Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. Okay. Todd Phillips. Uh, I think they said, they pretty much said this before when fucking, I think when AT&T bought them, have, like, do the same shit that Marvel's doing, and they tried that with the Zack Snyderverse, and it didn't work out too well for him. Well, I mean, the the director's cut was great. Well, I mean, it had to be four hours. But I, I, I don't think it's canon, though. I, well, that's because they don't want it to be. Yeah. It could be. All they got to do is say, yes, this is canon, and we're going to build off this, but they're just like, no. We didn't have our hand in that, so fucking, yeah, yeah. You know. We just gave fucking uh, Zach Center was it like four billion dollars or something to complete it. Yeah, which it it showed. Yeah. Uh, I do. I will be holding them accountable for Superman because I mentioned it in the article. Yeah, and they better for fuck's sake not change the character. It better be Henry Cavill. I mean, at I, this point, I'll be happy with you. Should you okay? But like. Tread carefully here, because what if it's an actor that sucks? What if it's not Henry Cavill? You know, um, uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, just he he deserves a third one before he's too old to play Superman. He needs, no, he deserves a second one. Well, a second standalone. Yeah, for, my bad. He's had what two movies? No, he's had Man of Steel and then uh, Batman v Superman, yeah. which is that was I was thinking as his second movie. Uh, now from uh. Company acquiring movies to someone that was suing one. Sure. It'll get better. Stretch, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bam. 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 Uh, dropped his lawsuit against the uh, Jackass franchise. This I forget. Who this is. I didn't state my source. Screw it. Uh, the internal it's conflict. probably deadline or something. Uh, t- I mean, TMZ was the first, but. Uh, the internal conflict among the founding members of the Jackass franchise appear to have been resolved, which. I don't think Bam was a founding member of the Jackass franchise. I just, I just watched a little mini documentary from Patrick CC on uh, YouTube that was about the downfall of um, Bam Margera. Oh, really? And he talked about how um, who's who's the guy that created Jackass? Uh, Jeff Tremaine. Jeff Tremaine. He had Big Brother. Yeah, and he brought um, like Johnny Knoxville and yep, and them and. Then it was the CKY guys, which was Bam and Brandy Camillo, yeah. Ryan Dunn, all them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that documentary I watched a few weeks back, probably like four episodes. It was crap. The history yeah. of Big Brother explains like all that and how it worked on the inside. It was pretty cool. But like I said, Bam was doing his own thing and kind of just got folded in. I don't think he'd be like a founding member of the franchise, but whatever. Yeah. Eight months after suing Jackass Forever to director Jeff Tremaine, star Johnny Knoxville. And Studio Paramount Pictures for wrongful termination, Bam filed to dismiss his lawsuit in Los Angeles Superior Court this week. Uh, The filing is for the lawsuit to be dismissed with prejudice, meaning it cannot be filed again. According to TMZ, who first reported the news 
Margera had reached a private settlement. Yeah, so they settled out, out of court. Yeah. And then they reached out for comment. Whatever. Uh, nobody got back with comments. And they're just like, oh, we just reached out to Margera and Jermaine. And not who, none of them wanted to say anything. But Margera was initially involved in the production of the fourth Jackass film. And at least one clip featuring him survives in the finished version, which we started. Yeah. Uh, in which the group gets on a treadmill decked out with a marching band outfits and instruments. Which you had to be like, yeah, is, is that, that fucking, Bam? Yeah, is that Bam Margera? Uh, but he was fired from the project in August 2020 after failing a drug test for Adderall. Yeah, that that was in the in that little mini documentary oh, was too. It? Yeah, like he was prescribed Adderall, mm-hmm. and he was taking like two a day, and uh, apparently he couldn't. Like he had to, like he signed some agreement where. That stated that in order to be in the movie, he had to stay clean. Then he said he found a loose Adderall in his car and took it, and that—that's all it was. Yeah, that's all it took. Yeah, uh, asserting that his Adderall was prescribed by a doctor to treat his attention deficit disorder, Margera and his lawyers f- said that firing him for taking it was discriminatory, claiming that Margera has a prime creative force behind the Jackass franchise. His CKY video series was indeed a major inspiration for mm-hmm. the MTV show and films, which also that line doesn't really add up. It's because Big Brother was doing all their antics for the magazine and it decided to film it, which was kind of separate from what CKY was doing. I think CKY was the first ones to to like film. Yeah, with land speed. Yeah, because it was uh, they like filled like BAM skate videos mm-hmm. with, with just antics. Yeah. Uh, in a sta- oh, this is from Entertainment Weekly, by the way. In a statement to Entertainment Weekly, at the time of filming, Margera said, my lawsuit isn't just about compensation. It's about treating people with mental health and addiction issues in an honest manner and not taking advantage of their disabilities to rip them off. A, I feel like both sides are kind of wrong in this. Yeah. A, Bam should have read the contract and be like, well, I'm prescribed Adderall. Can you at least allow me that? So that when he got up on a drug test or whatever... It would be like, oh, that's approvable. B, they shouldn't have fired him for taking a prescription drug that he is prescribed by a doctor. But also, Bam shouldn't have gone back and threatened Jeff Tremaine's wife and kids. Yeah. So it's kind of messy. <laughs> but I, I don't know if maybe with the settlement with Jackass Forever Point Five that is supposed to hit Netflix in the next few months, I think. That if maybe it'll have a lot more BAM footage in there. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, fuck, I was going to say something else. <gasps> oh, yeah. Speaking Bam. of streaming, the Batman is streaming now. Oh, yeah. Next. Can't wait to watch that again. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that with Kayla. All right. I'm going to make her sit through almost three hours of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that to Jordan, too. <laughs> um, yeah, like all my news is fucking... Like Warner Brothers slash HBO Max. My next one's Warner Brothers. Uh, details for HBO Max's Constantine reboot revealed. This uh, comes from Murphy's Multiverse. The eight-episode series is set to combine elements of body horror, supernatural, and urban action in the streets of London. They are currently casting a character by the name of, quote-unquote, Akara, who is a young 10-year-old Cambodian and will be the heart of the story. She'll be cast along her grandfather, quote-unquote, Pish? Pish? <laughs> P-I-C-H. Pish-posh. 
Uh, a sudden encounter with a girl will throw the life of John Constantine upside down as he falls down a rabbit hole of dangerous encounters and the occult. As these characters are cast under fake names, Akara could end up uh, being Astra Logue uh, from the Hellblazer comics. The project is currently being cast under the working title Bloodwork, and as mentioned by Illuminerdy, will start production later this year in the fall. They shared that production, or they shared that the that the production would work under the title Chimney as a cute callback to the character's smoking habits. Mm. It'll run until February of 2023, as it aims to shoot in London and Morocco. There's still no word yet on who will take on the role of John Constantine as Bad Robot has been actively looking to fill the role and is open to diverse casting. Um, I wish I wish they'd fucking just cast Matt Ryan in the fucking role because he, he was in the NBC series that only lasted a season. Then he was on, like, the Arrowverse shows, mainly Legends of Tomorrow as Constantine. When they see when they say diverse casting, are they mentioning, like, perhaps changing the nationality? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which Adris Alba. <laughs> I mean, always, he could. He's, always, he's he's English, so yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Idris Alba might be might be too big. Like he is too Constantine's too big. like a like an average shaped dude. Didn't Keanu Reeves do a movie for yeah. Constantine though? So I mean, Keanu. You think Keanu Reeves was too big for Constantine? No. So I mean, it, there's precedence for it. Um, I'm talking about like size. Oh, not not I like the scope like of the career. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> no. Uh, but if you look up fucking a picture of Constantine in the comics and a picture of Matt Ryan as Constantine, fucking spit image. Really? Looking it up right now. And Constantine was, um, like his, like his look was based off of Sting, like young Sting. Oh, like from like the police? The police? Yeah. I'm a wrestling nerd, so when you said Sting, I was like, WCW Sting? Yeah. Like, DC has been trying to do, like, a Justice League Dark movie for fucking years with, like, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro really wanted to fucking do it. And the Justice League Dark and, like, uh, it's Constantine, Swamp Thing, Zatanna, Dead Man, and sometimes, like, a couple other people. Hell yeah. I just pulled up that picture, and I can see it. That'd be fucking sweet. But they probably won't. Probably not. Uh, ooh. You watched, uh, did you watch Midnight Mass? No, I haven't. Or uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor? Yeah, I watched The Haunting of Bly Manor. You know the, like the, uh, Raul, remember his last name, uh, Midnight Mass, he's English? Oh, yeah, um, he was also, yep, uh, he was also in, uh, what was that zombie show? Oh, iZombie. Yeah, iZombie, yeah. that was a great show. I actually, well, it got... Bad after a while, but I liked it at first. I watched it for maybe a couple seasons, a couple seasons and a half maybe. Right. But. He was also in something else I watched recently. He's been in a ton of things that I... Uh, he's also friends with, like, the uh, Funhouse guys. Oh, yeah. He's been yeah. on a bunch of their yep. stuff. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I was actually going to say uh, he's friends with Mike Flanagan. <laughs> oh, no, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not seeing on his IMDb what it is I watch, but I'm not. But I, I, I feel like if they're going to change Constantine's nationality. Definitely him. Yeah. Man. That'd he, be he's, awesome. he's a great fucking actor. He's awesome. Yeah. I, I'd assume he's awesome. He seems like 
a fun dude to hang out with. Yeah, his, his Twitter is like him, like uh, like painting like little figures and shit. Oh, and, really? Yeah, just a giant nerd. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. Well, you know what I'm not into is China censoring. I thought you were gonna say math, but I guess you're in the math. It's, so. it's not out of the realm of possibility yet. Need to liven up the show. Yeah. Need uh, some more energy. Yeah. So apparently we've we've covered the fact that China has been China. editing like episodes of Friends, and then they ed- edited the set of the ending of uh, Fight Club. Yeah. And so which like, they reverted. Which they reverted, but. And we're all like, yeah, of course, China's editing it. But now, I guess, Warner Brothers is censoring for China. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers removed two lines of dialogue about a gay relationship for the Chinese release of its Harry, latest Harry Potter movie. The six seconds. Why did just leave it in? Who cares if it's only six seconds of dialogue? The Chinese government says gay people don't exist. They say, uh-uh. The six seconds of dialogue in Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore. Discuss the romance romance between male character Albus Dumbledore, played by Jude Law, and Galert Grindelwald. Yeah, Grindelwald. Yeah, played by Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. The lines cut are "I was in love with you," and "The summer Galert and I fell in love." Yeah, I guess the second line was just like a voiceover. Oh, really? Of uh, Dumbledore talking, but yeah, like I don't know. It's like six seconds, but at the same time, fucking. Grow up, China. Yeah, exactly. Talking to you, China. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> the film opened last week in China, the world's biggest movie market, and one where the government is tightening its grip on censoring media. In a statement to CNN Business, a Warner Brothers spokesperson said it, it's committed to safety guarding the integrity of every film we release. And that extends to circumstances that... This guy is a lawyer. This extends the circumstances that necessitate making nuanced cuts in order to respond sensitively in a variety of in-market factors. Boy. Boy. In 2016. That's what he says? Boy. boy. (laughs) He's like. What is it? God of War? Boy. Boy. Um, In 2016, China's top media regulatory issued new guidelines that ban TV shows that promote Western lifestyles, quote unquote. (laughs) Including depictions of cleavage, drinking, smoking, and homosexuality. Why cleavage? Leave the cleavage in. They also don't allow, uh, like, skulls. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, when Fortnite had a server in China, mm-hmm. like, uh, Ghost Rider became a, became a Fortnite skin, and they had to change it to, I don't know. Probably, cage's face on fire? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's more, like, Fortnite skins that are skulls that they just changed to... Just generic, generic, like, skull shapes, but not skulls. Yeah. That's weird. He goes on to say, Our hope is to release our features worldwide as released by their creators, but historically, we have faced small edits made in local markets. In the case of Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, a six-second cut was requested, and Warner Brothers accepted those changes to comply with local requirements, but the spirit of the film remains intact. And the only thing I have to say is, China, fuck off with that. Oh, I thought you loved communism. You wanted China to sponsor us. I mean, dump all your money into us, but still, I'm going to tell you to grow Dump up. your load into me. Clip it. Yeah, they, they, don't, they're not, they don't give a shit about integrity. Yeah, I know. I, they, I they definitely know. They fucking care about money. But it's, they act like if this, they let the, the six seconds of dialogue into the film, 
that millions of people's heads are going to explode, or or they're all going to come out and be, just, just loving, just loving dick, just making out with everybody. <laughs> yeah, giant gay orgy right in a theater, and that would suck to be gay and living in China. Oh yeah, you wouldn't, you probably won't be able to tell anybody because even like your friends probably would out you and be fucking oh, probably be, murdered in public. You, yeah. To be fair, it probably wasn't great probably, I don't know, 40, 50 years ago to live in America and be gay. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's gotten a little it's, better. It's, but got, it's gotten much better, but trying to be gay in China would just be a yeah. nightmare. Probably like, I'll take my uh, chances in North Korea. Uh, yeah, it's probably the same in fucking Russia, too. Yeah. But not to get too political. All right. Speaking of articles, I have one. Uh, Riverdale's KJ Apa or Apa, I don't know, and 1883's Isabel May to star in the Wonder Twins for HBO Max. This comes from the rap Riverdale star KJ Apa and 1883. You know what 1883 is? I don't. Yeah, I don't think I do. But uh, Isabel May is apparently a breakout star. They're set to star in the live-action DC superhero comedy, The Wonder Twins, for HBO Max. Appa, Appa will play Zan, while May will play Jaina. With Black Adam writer Adam Sitzikul oh. is set to write and direct the project. What? 1883 was a prequel to... 1884? <laughs> yes. Uh, God damn it, what's that show? Friends. Fuck. Hang on, keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll get it. Uh, Marty Bowen and Wick Godfrey of Temple Hill are producing. Details about the project are being kept under wraps. Production is set to begin this summer in Atlanta. Did you, uh, did you like watch like the old Super Friends cartoon? I'm sure I've caught a few, but I don't think I've actually tried to watch them. Well, the Wonder Twins are on it. Did, do you know who the Wonder Twins yeah. are? Or they're like... Wonder Twin powers activated? Yeah. Uh, in case you don't know, the Wonder Twins centers on an alien sibling duo, Jaina and Zan, who can activate their powers by touching hands and saying their catchphrase, Wonder Twin power activate. Jaina can transform into any animal, which would be sweet. Right. And Zan can transform into water. Yeah, which is so lame. <laughs> I remember he'd fucking like transform into like a bucket of water. And on the Super Friends show. Like, I'm not for people changing characters, but if they could just make them a little bit better yeah. power than just changing into water. Maybe like a water animal or something yeah. at least, which wouldn't do very wouldn't do very great if you're like in the desert. But or like control <laughs> weather or something. Yeah. Make it rain. Yeah. Uh the duo first appeared in the Hanna Bar Barbera animated television series of the nineteen seventies. The all-new Super Friends Hour. That's how I watched it. We've been like a boomerang. Yeah. The super-powered sibling duo has also appeared on the animated series Teen Titan Go, The Flash, and Smallville, which they didn't have appear on The Flash. Like, there's like a Easter egg to their, like, monkey pet thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, escaping out of a cage, but it definitely did not show the Wonder Twins themselves, which I doubt anything would even... Is even going to come with that? Because apparently, uh, the Flash is going to end finally after this season. Oh, really? On season nine, it's going to have like an abbreviated season, I guess. And they're just going to—is it? 
has it been kind of like gearing down? I don't know. Or are they just going to end it abruptly? I stopped fucking watching oh, it because okay. the writing's been fucking completely garbage. I don't know how Treebank can watch it and, and say that it's good. Right. By the way, 1883 is a prequel to Yellowstone. The fuck's Yellowstone? This Western series that was a thing. Justified? A kind of. Kind of. All right. Um, I'm, I'm wondering who created Wonder Twins. <laughs> oh, man. Because... I want to see what else, if anything, that person's created because it doesn't seem like he's very good at making superheroes. Well, I think that was back when the comic Codes Authority was a thing, so they had to make, like, super fun uh, superheroes. Oh, they were created by Norman Maurer. Maurer? M-A-U-R-E-R, Maurer. And then Hanna-Barbera, William Hanna, and Joseph Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I wonder how many superheroes they made. doesn't matter. Uh, We could... Go on that all night, and you guys would sit here and watch it. Thanks for watching. Like uh, and subscribe. You know what? You're also going to be watching a movie based on Spirit Halloween. <laughs> you know when a store goes out of business, and then a, another store comes into that small space for a little bit? Yeah, temporarily. Unless it's a permanent location, like the one. Traverse City. Yeah. yeah. Then that's what you're going to be watching on the big screen with toy-related films, All the Rage. Just look, they forgot the at in this article. Just look, the Play-Doh movie from Emily V. Gordon. Didn't know there's a Play-Doh movie. Yeah, there's a fucking Play-Doh movie? Mm, Didn't know. No, I know the Lego movies. Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig's Barbie movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing either. And Paramount's Transformer franchise. There's a Transformers franchise? Oh, my God. Halloween. It was bad? (laughs) Yeah. Halloween fans have been left underserved until now. Spirit, which I'll wait till I get to the synopsis. We're like, we've rather been underserved. Yeah. Uh, Spirit Halloween, the iconic costume and prop store. I think I started reading the synopsis and I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> this is dumb. With 1,425 locations across North America, has teamed with Strike Back Studios. Never heard of them. Hideout Pictures. Never heard of them. And Particular Crowd. Never heard of them. For her feature length family movie called, you guessed it. Dead Man's Curve. No, Spirit Halloween. Halloween Kills 2. Build as a family slash kids adventure movie. The project stars Back to the Future's Christopher Lloyd. And oh, she, no. Yeah. And She's All That star Rachel Lee Cook, as well as some new faces. Mm. Synopsis goes, when a new Spirit Halloween store appears in a deserted strip mall, three middle... Yeah, middle school friends. Three middle people. Three middle men. Three middle school friends who think they've outgrown trick-or-treating make a dare to spend the night locked inside the store Halloween night. But they soon find out that the store is haunted by an angry, evil spirit who has been possessed. Uh, Who has possessed the creepy animatronic characters, which there's no... Is there a bunch of animatronic characters? Yeah. Oh, it's like the ones you walk by Mm -hmm. and they do shit. I was thinking like... Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. <laughs> Just have an animatronic yeah. thing. Uh, the kids embark on a thrilling and spooky adventure in order to survive the night and avoid becoming possessed themselves. You guys are excited, <laughs> huh? Joining Lloyd and Cook are Donovan Colin from Zoe, Dylan Frankel from Raven's Home, Jaden Smith, that Jaden Smith. Will Smith's kid? Yeah, from Blue Bloods. Oh, I think that was a show about lawyers or cops, something. Yeah, something like that. And Marissa Reyes from Raven's Home again. 
Raven's Home again? Yep. Sequel to Raven's Home. Marla Gibbs from El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, is set to star in the film, which is helped helmed by David Pogue, P-O-A-G, hmm. making his directorial de- feature oh, no. debut. Oh, no. Uh, and then it was written by Billy Bates. Uh, it has now wrapped up filming, and production is aiming for an October 2022 release. Wait, it, it, already sh- it already filmed. <laughs> oh, and yeah. this is the first anyone's hearing about yep. it? <laughs> Gonna be bad. I feel like that could be like negative press for Spirit Halloween. Like little kids are gonna watch it and be like, "I don't want to go there. I'm gonna get possessed." Right? Yeah. Uh yeah. I thought it was odd that they're making a movie about a store, and then when I read into it more, I'm like, "This is gonna be garbage." Uh, but it could be good. Christopher Lloyd's in it. I'm sure it's not the only. I'm sure it's not the first movie about a store. Yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure in the. Well, it's not really about a store, but the latest Ghostbusters. I think Paul Rudd's character goes to a Walmart and Neighborhood Watch with Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and mm-hmm. Jonah Hill. I haven't watched that in forever. I'm pretty sure Ben Stiller's character works at a Costco. Oh, really? Uh, uh, employee of the Month? Yeah, that but was, that, that it, was a... It was like a Costco-style store, store. Yeah, but not Costco. Oh, yeah. I mean, Miracle on 34th Street revolved around a Macy's. Oh, yeah. So there's that. But I just thought like it was an odd, obscure store to be making. But it's Halloween. Movies are just made to sell us product. Yep, that's all it is. I'm trying to. I looked up movies based on stores. Yeah, movies <laughs> about a store and Clerks, which is not a real store. Yeah, uh, Dawn of the Dead was that a real store? I think it was just a generic mall and Mall Rats, which is a generic mall. Yeah, High Fidelity, High Fi, probably about a record store. Maybe Little Shop of Horrors. I guess. Empire Records. That's probably about Empire Records. Yeah. And then Be Kind Rewind. These are all, most of these are like made up stores, so yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Whatever, guys. Do you have any other news? That's all I got, sir. All right. Moving on to spoiler alerts. Spoiler. Where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and or listening to this week. So what have you been reading, watching and or listening to? Not much, to be honest with you. I watched some Big Mouth. Yeah. Some more of that. I like it. I don't you can shit on it all you want, but I think it's funny. I haven't, and, I haven't even tried watching it. And then I've been still playing Elden Ring. Oh my god, no one cares. Um Have you played it? Nope. Have you played any of the Dark Souls series? Nope. Alright, you'll hate it then. I know. That's why I haven't fucking played <laughs> it. <laughs> Did you know that someone made it made a mod for the PC version? Mm-mm. Gives it in, in easy mode. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, but I watched, well, Jordan and I watched Metal Lords, which is on Netflix. It stars, um, Jaden Martell, who played Billy and Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. The only, or the synopsis is the only two kids who care about heavy metal in their high school want to form a heavy metal band, but fail to find a bass player. They do, however, find a girl adept at cello. <laughs> If these three can settle their differences, work together, and stay out of trouble, they could win the upcoming Battle of the Bands. Oh, that sounds like so many other movies I've heard of. It was pretty good. Was it? Yeah. Uh, directed by Peter Soleil, written by D.B. Wise, who wrote for Game of Thrones and It's Always Sunny. And like I said, it stars Jaden Martell, Adrian Greensmith, and Isis Hainsworth. Uh, it's a pretty fun movie. It's like a, it's like a low key, kind of setting. 
looking at the the cover of it right now with the girl with the cello. Yeah. And then uh, Stranger Things kid with the drumsticks and then some guy in like kiss face paint. Yeah. But it, I don't know, it's in like indie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what language that is. Um, But yeah, you're introduced to that girl mm-hmm. because uh, Jaden Martell's character is like in the marching band mm-hmm. and he plays like the drum. Just one single drum. One? Yeah. Oh, like the... Yeah. So that's why his, his best friend, uh, played by Adrian Greensmith, was like, hey, let's form a band. Do you know how to play the drum? The so, drum. Yeah, so let, let me give you this big-ass drum set. But we're introduced to Isis Hainsworth's character. Um, she's also in the marching band, but she plays um, not the flute, but so, something like the flute, but she hates it. So she, like, screams at the band teacher, like, oh, she's going to be this rebellious girl. But really it turns out that um, she has, like, like a mental issue where she doesn't get enough uh, uh, serotonin in, oh. in a part of her brain. So that makes her angry. Can relate. Yeah. And it has a fucking sweet soundtrack. Does it? Yeah. It's just nothing but heavy metal. Oh, like yeah. Fucking, uh, like good heavy metal? Tom Morello was the... Was oh the shoot! Music supervisor. Heck yeah! Yeah. All right. And there's a scene. Spoiler alert: where Ian Scott, uh, Rob Helford, Tom Morello, and one of the guys from Metallica. <laughs> what, what? Uh, not the main singer. Lars, the drummer. No, I think he's a guitarist. Kurt Hammett or Kurt Gamet? I don't. Know. I don't know. Whatever. Fuck. I don't know. Or the. I don't give a fuck he, about Metallica. Uh, like a. Big kind of Mexican looking guy or like scrawny, really curly hair. He had curly hair. Yeah, yeah, Kurt Hammett. And if you don't know, Rob Halford, fucking Judas Priest. Yep, singer for Judas Priest. Ian Scott. Uh, Anthrax. Anthrax. And Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine. Great band. Great band. Amazing band. He had another project that I, I really liked too, but I couldn't remember what it is now. Prophets of Rage. Mm, no. Recommend it, definitely. Yeah, I might have to check it out. Have you been keeping up with Moon Knight? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the third episode actually today while I was... Yeah, I like preparing. that we got a longer action scene with Moon Knight. Yeah, and I like how... Uh, I'm so bad with names. The the main personality in the source material. Oh, uh, Mark Spector? Yeah, I like how he's more the main character now than Steven, even though Steven's fucking shit up for him. Uh. Do you remember when, uh, like, they black out and they come to and, like, all, like, those three guys are dead? And yeah. Mark was like, it wasn't me. Yep. And, and Steven's like, it wasn't me either. Yeah. Which means that there's another personality. There's another personality who, in the comics, is a cab driver. And apparently he's, like, super brutal. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So maybe um, this Wednesday we'll... Uh, see the new personality. Yeah. We'll see. I liked... Um, Which I think his name is Jacob something. Jakob. Yeah, Jakob. Uh, I I liked in the latest episode, uh, they went to go see that sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. Yeah. And uh, shit goes down because he's trying to have uh, Steven take over because Steven knows all oh, about this yeah. stuff. And then they, the bodyguards start coming after him and shit. But he jumps down... From the top of whatever that was encased in, and he pulls out the cape and it's shaped like a moon. Yeah. I thought that was a super cool shot. 
Yeah, I like I, I like how uh, when he pulls out those like those moon daggers, daggers or something. Yeah. Uh, like they're like magic, so he can like pull out as many as he, yeah. as he wants. And then or like he can throw throw them. Yeah. Or he can have like have them come back to his hand. Is that the same ones that he's pulling out? Probably. Because uh, I thought that was a cool little deal. And his uh, his suit like heals him like pretty much immediately. Yeah. I guess because he gets stabbed so many times yeah, with the long fucking spears. I did like how the suit changes based on the personality. Yeah. So it's like the full. I don't know, Moon Knight suit yep. when Mark is in control of the body. And then Steven somehow is like, I want control of the body. and was able to control it, and it changed to that, like, really dapper suit. Yeah, Mr. Knight. And then he gets stabbed. He's like, okay, you take over. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I, um, I'm enjoying it so far. It's kind of confusing the, a little bit. but The guy who has all those bodyguards that has the sarcophagus, mm-hmm. he is uh, in the comics. He's Midnight Man. Oh, really? So he's like Moon Knight, but instead of a white suit, it's a black suit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but unfortunately, the actor IRL died in January. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's from like a skiing accident. Oh shit. Yeah. So I mean, there's worse ways to go out. But rip. Yeah, like yeah, rip. being uh, stabbed in the back with a Moon Knight thing. Mm-hmm. That'd mm. suck. I don't, I don't, I don't think he died though, because it like hit him in the neck or something. They never really showed it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, because he like went into that smoke. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I loved when fucking Conchu was turning back, like, the night sky. Yeah. That shit was fucking trippy. That was trippy. But I, I love how it, there's always those one things in movies where something big happens. And you're like, how come nobody else is seeing this? You know? Yeah. But they kind of address that because everybody's Yeah, everyone it. fucking saw it. And when Ethan Hawke's character, after the other gods, like, imprisoned Conchu in that little, little totem or whatever... Mm-hmm. I thought fucking uh, Ethan Hawke's character was going to, like, break it. Right. Yeah. But fucking Kanchu definitely knew he was going to get in prison because he's like, tell Mark to, to free me. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm confused. So uh, Kanchu was exiled from, like, the League of Gods or whatever yeah. you want to call it. I don't know what they're, the they council. call The council. Council, yeah. And what is he trying to do? Because I, I was watching it, but also, like getting ready for the podcast so i mean i think i missed some things ethan hawk's character what i, for, it, I forget his name yeah it's yeah uh what is his objective what is he trying to do i think he's trying to free what what's the who is he an avatar for amit oh that great evil or whatever it is yeah like he's trying to free her and then like i don't know genocide i guess and then the console doesn't see that he's doing anything wrong. yeah but Kanchu knows he's doing something yeah. wrong, but they don't trust Kanchu. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it more now. But I was with only like I I, I never I didn't never paid a hundred percent attention to it as I should have. I was probably giving it like eighty, and there's just things I missed, and I wanted to like recap. Yeah, it's, um, it's good though. The, the visual effects are great in it. Yeah. So since Kanchu is in prison, does that mean no more Moon Knight powers until they fucking free him? Yeah, I don't know how that works. So. I don't know the source material to be like, well, this happens if this happens, yeah. you know? So, I wish I knew this. I guess we shall see on Wednesday. I need a good fucking Moon Knight graphic novel to read. Yeah, so. I kind of want to read it, too, so I have a better understanding. So I guess we'll see. I'm, I'm sure we'll still have the fucking the personalities and shit. Yeah. I, I like, I don't know. I was really hoping that the Steven personality would stop being such a bitch. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is. Yeah, but I was hoping it would um, just happen sooner. Because, like, it seems like now he's just fucking shit up. Like, 
we we as the audience know what the objective is. So like we're like, oh yeah, Mark's gonna do this, cool, and we're like following it, and then all of a sudden Stephen has to be like, Mark, no, don't do this, and then Mark gets stabbed or some shit. It's like, come on, well, Stephen. It's a good thing it doesn't matter what if Mark got stabbed. Yeah, I know, but well, it, that was one thing that was annoying me because I was like into it, I'm like yeah, fucking action, and then Stephen stepped in, fuck shit up. Anyways, and that's Moon Knight. That's Moon Knight. Can't wait for the next episode. Uh, all right. Moving on to Twer. Twer. This week in review. So this week, uh, we chose the animated movie Batman Year One. And the synopsis is, a wealthy playboy and a Chicago cop both return to Gotham City where their lives will intersect in unexpected ways. And this is directed by Sam Liu and Lauren Montgomery. It stars uh, Ben McKenzie as Batman, famously known for his role as Jim Gordon on uh, Gotham. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, Brian Cranston as Jim Gordon. Which is awesome. And Eliza Dushku as Selina Kyle. This is an adaptation of Frank Miller's famous Batman origin story. So, what do you think of it? Was this your first time watching it? This was my first time watching it. I liked I liked the animation. I was kind of more partial to the old uh like nineteen thirties noir style from like the animated series. Yeah. And then also uh the last movie we watched, The Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. So when they set this kind of more modern day, I was like, Oh, it's fine, but I, I wish they would have had that still. Uh I liked how adult it was for an animated Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of DC's uh, animated movies are pretty adult. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I, not one to usually go out and watch a DC animated movie, so I, I had no idea. Well, thing, you didn't go out. You stayed home. I stayed home. I liked that you saw Gordon's kind of, I don't know. Like his side. Origin of, story, yeah. I guess. He's kind of a piece of shit for cheating on his wife. Yep, his pregnant wife. Yep. So there's that. <laughs> well, it's good. I mean, he came clean to her. Well, yeah. And they're going through marriage counseling and all mm-hmm. that. I get it. Uh, I liked all the characters that they had. Uh, oh, and spoiler alert, uh, their son, James Jr., grows up to be a serial killer. Nice. Yep. Perfect. Oh, because um, it's Gotham, baby. One thing I, I didn't necessarily not like but after watching the mask of the phantasm which had kind of batman's origin yeah and then watching this one i was like well that contradicts each other kind of well batman year one the graphic novel came out way before uh the animated series oh did it yeah i didn't know when the graphic novel came out. i don't know much of the source material for these these kinds of things and then the uh, mask of the phantasm and when it shows like batman running away from the cops that was like from this Oh, really? Yeah. Well, from the graphic novel. Yeah, that police chase where he's stuck in that building. Yeah. They just drop a bomb on the <laughs> building. Like, zero fucks. Yeah. yeah they're By pieces, a helicopter. Pieces of shit. Yeah. Still got out. I like the fact that, well, I like the fact that they had Zelina Kyle. Yeah. But all of a sudden, she was just Catwoman because she bought a costume. Yeah. So there's that. And uh, I guess Frank Bruce Mill- Wayne is just Batman because he got a costume. To be Frank, fair, Frank Miller made a Selena Kyle a prostitute or a sex worker. Yeah. And yeah, I thought it was weird. There's that like maybe young teenager. Yeah. 
that was also a sex worker. And I was yeah, like, oh. yeah. Well, it's Gotham. It is. So. I know. It's it's seedy. Yeah, and a lot of adaptations, like Selena Kyle's taking care of like a younger girl, mm-hmm. like bringing her in, and but uh. Did you like how she jumped out of that fucking like two story window when fucking Batman was fighting that pimp? Oh yeah, she, she just like lapped out yeah. and was fine. Yeah, there were some things. I, that honestly, like it wasn't my favorite. Like I said, I liked the it was the adult theme, but I thought the origin story from Mask of the Phantasm. I guess, I guess we don't you preferred see it. it. I guess we don't see it because it, it's just Bruce Wayne starts the movie. Coming back to Gotham, I don't know where he was, college, but I thought he went to college in the same town. You know, I don't know. You think he's going to go to a fucking public college? Well, if I don't, I I don't know. I I just don't know because like, if everything's based off like Wayne and uh, uh, Arkham family, like yeah. if you figure there's like a maybe a prestigious college nearby or something, I don't know. Especially if it's based off New York. Like, and why, like, what is it? Princeton? That's close to there? I don't know. Or something like that? I don't know colleges. I didn't go. I didn't go either. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I guess we don't see the process of him, like, becoming Batman. We just see where he wants to do this, and he can apparently kick a fucking oak tree in half. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it was a dead tree, so. Yeah. <laughs> and he punched those fucking, that pile of bricks. Yeah. Just decimated them. And so we see that, which means he's already been training. Yeah. And he just uh, goes out for his first night. Does he get shot? Um, he doesn't he encounter those kids? Yeah. On that fire escape and they fucking, like one kid almost falls off. Oh, there was that. But I remember he was bleeding and he was like asking hit the bust statue of his father. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I could call Alfred. But Maybe it was a second night or something. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. But he was like, oh, he, again, angsty teenager type shit. That's staying the same. He's like, I could call him, but that's another luxury you granted me, father. Yeah. Like, he's like, maybe I should just die. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> uh, so uh, edgy. I hate you, dad. <laughs> and then a bat came out, like, floated down to the bust, and he was like, <gasps> that's it. I'm bad. Broke through the window. And yeah. He's like, give me inspiration. To keep going. That's how I became Batman. That's what he said. He's like, that's how I became Batman. Another thing is that Bruce Wayne. I didn't like, considering this was both like Batman's origin and Gordon's origin, that it was already like becoming apparent that it was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I guess with good detective work, you could figure that out, but that's not what happens in any other thing. I mean, he, Gordon did interview Harvey Dent. That's true. He's like, oh, you have uh motivation like you're trying to get the falcons forever and you've got a fucking weight bench in your office yeah, right. <laughs> for some fucking reason i thought it was cool that harvey dent was helping out batman yeah and then like obviously anybody that knows anything about batman is harvey dent becomes two-faced so uh-huh. at once partners now enemies kind of thing it's gonna be cool did that now is this part of a series like this particular one-off movie no uh, see when you see things like he's working with Harvey Dent, it'd be cool to see things later on when he's against Two Face yeah. in the same canon, I guess, as yeah. this movie. Yeah, uh, I I liked when like the Falcons and the Commissioner were having dinner. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. You see Batman like setting up the lights and shit like that. Yep, 
to make it theatrical and thought yeah, that was fun. it wasn't just crisp and clean like you yeah. see him like having to do mm-hmm. this stuff. Yeah, he fucking takes the time to set it up. Yeah, oh, the, man, uh, great. when he was stuck inside that house that they were firebombing and the SWAT team went in and stuff, and he his belt got exposed to heat and things were going haywire, so he had to throw it and it got burned up. Along with hobos that were in the building, which I winos, winos, my bad. I like that he only had like blow darts and then uh, a device on his boot that would call bats to yeah. his location, which they used for or they used in Batman Begins. Yeah, which I liked, and I like that. That's how. I mean, it was very serendipitous that they came at the right time because yeah. he was about to die, of course, mm-hmm. or get shot or whatever. Uh, but I liked how that's how he made his escape was. It gave like an aura to Batman, like you think you got me, think again, and then the, yeah. know, the bats. Yeah, I liked how when Flash, Detective Flash, was like describing Batman, he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. like a nine foot wide wingspan," and you sh- we shot at him, and it passed right through yeah. him. And then they show it, and it yeah, just goes it, through his cape. Yeah, he ducks and just goes through his cape. He wasn't human. Flash is a gigantic yeah. piece of shit. Yeah, I'm glad. Fucking Gordon beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he's like, it's been a while since I had to take on a Green Beret. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Gordon. Is a badass? He could hold his own. Fuck yeah, he could. When the when Flass and probably uh, whoever the leader of the task force was. Yeah. Benson or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they all tried beating him up in the... Well, they did beat him up in the yeah, parking garage, the but fucking he held his own at first. Like, he took all of them out except, I think, Flass, and he got hit hit behind in the uh, head with a baseball bat. And then it kind of ends off with, um, was it Flass? Who was the one that stole Gordon's kid? Oh, that was, uh, the, oh, it was Falcone Jr. Yeah, Falcone, yeah. And, I mean, Gordon pretty much took care of that himself besides, like, when the baby slipped over the bridge and the yeah. saved the baby. Yeah. Other than that, Batman, all he did was kind of, like, lure Gordon back to the parking garage to... For him to see that they were stealing his wife and kid or kidnapping his wife and kid. Then other than that, he was just like chasing him. Yeah, I, I liked how Batman went to go after after the guys that took Gordon's kid and mm-hmm. like you see him jump off the truck and use the momentum to like run up the fucking yeah. the railing of the bridge. I never noticed that. Like I've I've watched this like a bunch of times, but that was the first time I noticed it. I do like I mean, there's obviously with any Batman, there's like a level of convenience that wouldn't happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, comic books. Yeah. You have to suspend disbelief. Like when Gordon shoots him off that bike, which he didn't know it was Batman. He just or did he know it was Batman on the bike when he shot the guy off the bike to take the bike to chase after? Oh, I don't think he did. Yeah. He just shot a random guy off the bike. Like, okay, bud. But uh, that's for. That, that he was desperate. Yeah, he takes off the helmet, and Barbara's talking to him like with a gun pointed. Oh at him. yeah, and he just happens to have a shadow over his face like perfectly. There's always always level of convenience things like, all right, that's a bit out of the realm of possibility, but you let it slide. And when they both get up from falling that fucking great distance, <laughs> it didn't even into sh- shallow water. It didn't even really show the landing either. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. And then it was there. And then, of course, it's convenient that, like, Bruce Wayne is just fully out. Like, he's just fully out in the open. But Gordon's like, you know, I'm I'm pretty much blind without yeah. my glasses. Yeah, well, he's like, you saved my kid. Yeah. So. Even if he knew it was Bruce Wayne. He did know it was Bruce Wayne. 
Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, he just kind of. Yeah, he's like, wink, wink. I'm, oh. I'm pretty much blind without my glasses. So. Right. See, I guess there's that thing where it's like you love the fact that nobody knows the alter ego of a superhero. But then it's also cool that it's just Gordon and Gordon still chooses to like use him for help. Yeah. As Batman. Yeah. There's there's that cool thing to yeah, it. Yeah, because at the end he's like, uh, someone threatened to poison the Gotham water supply. Calls himself Joker. Yeah. Uh, and see, that's why and, I wish and, that they I, had And I think movies. I got some help. Or I, th- I have a friend that I think that, that could help. It's talking about Batman. See, that's why I wish they had more movies. Like Batman Year 5. I don't know. Something where it's like a few years in and they show. Because it would be cool to have the animated movie with like more adult oriented. And it shows the Joker doing fucked up shit. It'd be yeah. Kinda cool. Yeah. Frank Miller wrote, I think. Batman Year Two and Year Batman Year Three, but I don't think those are canon anymore. So that's probably why there aren't no. any any sequels. But yeah, I, I would have liked to see like this version's Joker and yeah, shit like that. Like I don't, I don't mind things not being canon if they make it clear like this is Frank Miller's interpretation, you know, or something like that. And you can choose which one you like more. I guess I don't know. It just sucks that that's like a one-off thing, and it's like, yeah, he had more source material, but you'll never get to see it animated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a while, like for a long while, the bat or the DC animated movies uh, were like standalone. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, they're like, oh, this shit's gonna be connected because if we if we can't do it live yeah, action, right. I guess we're gonna do it fucking animated. Right. But- the, the fact that it's only. These are only with like an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. It's also nice because you can just bust through it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. When they made them all connected, they kind of got mediocre. Did they? Most of them did. Nah, it sucks. Yeah. But uh, any other thoughts? Um, Not really. Oh, Eli bought the graphic novel. Uh, he hates it. Does he really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he's watched this. Uh, he didn't. I was like, hey, at least you don't have to fucking watch the animated movie now because it's pretty much shot for shot. Is it? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll leave off with some a uh, few pieces of trivia. Trivia. Batman Year One was almost adapted as a live-action film to be directed by Darren Aronofsky from a screenplay by Frank Miller. Warner Brothers scrapped the project in favor of Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. Uh, Brian Cranston originally turned down the part of Jim Gordon because he thought this project was based on Batman 1966. He accepted the <laughs> offer after he read the script. <laughs> yeah, quite a few scenes and shots from the movie that were in the original graphic novel made it into Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. One notable example include the appearance of the Army of Bats at the location where the police have trapped Batman. So that's all I got for for trivia. The F word is used once in this film. Is it? Yeah. When? I heard it. I. It's he, Someone says fucking. Don't remember. Yeah. And I, I forget where it is, but I, I remember hearing it. I was like, oh, I wonder how many times. Like, I'm, I'm used to hearing it a lot, yeah. so sometimes I, like, miss it. So I'm like, wait, did they say that a lot? But no, it was only used once. It was probably, like, it's the fucking bat or some shit. No, I think That's it probably was. probably what say or some shit. I think it was actually Gordon that said it. But I couldn't. Stole my fucking kid. Ah. Yeah, something. <laughs> uh, if you were to give this, uh, how would you rate this out of one to ten bats? Um, 
I mean, it's solid, so seven and a half. Nothing too exciting, but yeah, it's I, d- decent origin story, and I think I'd just go seven somewhere yeah. around there. It's it's fine. It's nothing like mind blowing. It's fine, and the fact that there's nothing else after this also brings it down a little bit in my book, just because like any any I don't. Know, there's, I guess there wasn't really questions left unanswered, but if you, anything you wanted to see more of, you just couldn't, yeah. which is a disappointment. I mean, you could read the sequel graphic novels, I guess. but Yeah, true, but I just I like watching. Yeah, me too. All right, so I think on that note, we'll end it there. Do you have anything in mind that you want to cover next week? Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. All right, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Let's finally. Finally, we'll do it. We'll do it. So We'll, we'll do it. Tune in next week. Yeah. See our... Our thoughts, which are the final thoughts, the only thoughts that you should be paying attention to on Bram Stoker's Dracula. All right. As we say at the end, hello. (laughs) We say that now? Yep. All right. Uh, right, Make sure I fucking hit the right button for the outro. Yeah. (laughs) All All right. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our executive producer, Justin. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Pop Culture Bicycle and on Twitter at Pop Culture Bike. You can follow me on Instagram at Pop Culture Jake and Luke at Luke Keyway underscore DG. That's Keyway spelled K E W A Y. If you have any suggestions for us to read and or watch, email the podcast at Pop Culture Bicycle at gmail.com or use hashtag Pop Culture Bicycle on Twitter. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash popculturebicycle. 